0: southeastern bow hunter podcast
1: are you looking for arrows that hit the mark every time look no further than nimrod archery with nimrod archery you get precision craftsmanship and look, man, these arrows are meticulously handcrafted by skilled archery experts. Experts. <laughs> Wish I could talk, y'all. Uh, ensuring top-notch quality and accuracy. With cutting-edge technology, they combine tried-and-true archery techniques with top-of-the-line materials, giving you arrows that fly more accurately and provide a stronger arrow than most competitors. With high-quality proprietary carbon fiber with a 0-90 to 90 lamination for consistent spine and weighted shaft paired with steel or titanium components, every order comes with steel field points and each arrow is spinal line and squared. Lastly, each arrow is fletched from the same jig for exact fletching consistency. Unrivaled customization? Man, look, at Nimrod Archery, they believe every archer is unique. That's why they offer a wide range of customization options, allowing you to create arrows that specifically suit your style and preferences. You'll also get custom wraps for business partners. And man, look, if you just like an arrow with a really cool looking wrap, they can do that for you too. Um, If you have any questions, they have expert advice. Their team of passionate archers is always ready to provide personalized guidance and recommendations, ensuring you find the perfect arrows for your skill level and setup. Join the Nimrod Archery family today and take your archery experience to the next level. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 65 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. That's right, 65 episodes. Man, you know, we do these every week and it it really just, it, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's been about a year and a half almost, two years almost, man. It's been crazy. Um, Look, you know, with this episode, we've got my boys Christian Babcock and Jake Gaylord from Hunter's Advantage Podcast uh if you don't know their podcast go check it out they have really good content awesome episodes every week with really interesting guests and they also will you know help you along with some tactics um these guys are some killers christian just killed his biggest buck uh this past season in october so we kind of touch on that a little bit um there's just you know some buddies hanging out man it's like we're at deer camp just talking about literally everything um You know, I've listened to their podcast for years and I am so thankful they were coming or were willing to come on. Um, You know, so before we get into it, we got to thank our partners. Uh, I'm going to make this one a little quick. I know the intro's been kind of long lately. Um, VPA, man, if you need a new broadhead, go check them out. They got single bevel, three blade, double bevel, uh, small game heads, anything you need, VPA has it. So go to vantagepointarchery.com. And once you pick out what you want, go to the checkout and use our promo code SEBH10, and that'll save you 10% site-wide. Next up is going to be Summit Tree Stands. Dude, I was talking with Jake today. Um, At the time of this recording, he is, I think he's got one more sit down in Alabama after a slammer buck. He killed a really big buck uh, a couple days ago, and you know I'm very excited to get him on and talk about this new Summit Dual Threat Pro SD, baby man i got mine in the mail yesterday and i am so bummed that deer season is so far away um it i I can't wait to get this thing out of the box and get it put together um, and start playing around with it Uh, i may do some videos who knows um i will probably do a short video reviewing it uh, but it looks like an awesome tree stand so if you are in the market for a new tree stand or some accessories for your current tree stand and you run a summit maybe you don't run a summit maybe you want to mix and match some stuff Go to summitstands.com, check them out, check out everything they have. And once you pick what you want, go to checkout and use our promo code. They were so nice to give us, um, S E B H 15. I love summit. I love everybody at summit and, um, I'm very thankful we get to work with them. Uh, next up, man, scout tech, uh, Ryan and I are pretty much talking every week. Uh, he's working on getting some arrows built from Nimrod archery. Uh, dude, Scout Tech has got some stuff coming down the pipelines. I can't wait for y'all to see it. It's going to be so awesome. Um, Yeah, I mean, really, there's nothing I can say other than they're a family-owned company made in America. Uh, Dude, please, please, please go support Scout Tech. Um, God, who else is out there, man? We, You know, recording these, it it gets... I I know you guys listen to these intros, and y'all are like, oh, let's just get on with it. But look, man, we got to tell you about who we work with and everybody we work with. They're awesome. They're awesome people. I really hope y'all are using them. Um, one of my favorites, as you guys know, is Osseo Gear. I'm working on their own specific, uh, I guess, ad. Um, there's gonna be some really cool things happening with Osseo. If you heard that just now, I'm cooking deer steaks while recording this, so I apologize. Um, anyway, look, osseogear.com. asio is a camo brand. If you don't know that by now, I'm, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, we talk about them every episode. Uh, Joe Miles is the owner. He is an awesome dude. Just a straight killer. I'm very, very excited to get him on next. Uh, actually, this month in February, he's coming on. We're going to talk about you know, his past season, the new line from Osteo. Um, and if you guys are in the market for new camo, look, go to osteogear.com. Check out everything they have. They've got their summer line of clothing out now. Um, you know, it's going to start getting warmer here soon. So if you want to rep the brand, go to their website. If you want to get some new uh, camo for the next season, dude, trust me, you won't be disappointed. Okay. I'm not pushing any of this stuff because I, I mean, I don't get paid. I, I literally say everything I say because I mean it. And I'm just telling you all the truth. So go to osseogear.com. Use our one-time promo code. All right. This is different than the original one. Uh, we still have that code, the 10% code, but you know, me and, uh, some of the Um, People at Osseo were talking and we wanted to help you guys out a little more. So we have a new code just S-E-B-H and that saves you 15% Okay, so if you go to their website and you use that code, it'll save you 15% aside from the previous um, S-E-B-H 10 that saved you 10% and this is a one-time use code after that you have to go back to the original one But look we're trying to make it easier for y'all. So go check them out Um, If I missed anybody, I'm sorry But look, before we get started with this episode, I got to give all the glory to Jesus Christ. Um, I know y'all heard that intro with, uh, you know, my kind of rant a little bit last week on it, on the whole thing. Um, Go read your Bible, go check it out, go give them a chance. I promise you it will change your life. Um, That's one of the reasons why I like the guys from Hunter's Advantage so much is they are open about their faith. And that's very important to me. So look, enough rambling. This is much shorter than than the last one was, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Make sure to go check us out on Instagram and Facebook. If you have any questions, reach out to me. Let me know who you guys want on. You know, we're working on the schedules, we're getting people booked up. Let me know who you guys are interested in. Maybe it's people I don't know, maybe it's people I do know. Um, I really want to get more interactive with every listener that listens, and you know, get to know you guys. So, one last thing before we start, we are talking about the annual bow shoot. We're gonna move it up to April, I believe, this year. Um, I don't know when yet, as soon as I know, it'll be on the Facebook page and the Instagram page. So look guys, I'm done rambling. Let's get into it with the boys from Hunter's Advantage podcast. All right, guys, we got the boys from Hunter's Advantage podcast. If you don't know what that is, uh, you really need to, cause you'll learn a lot. You hear a lot of cool, cool hunting stories. We got Mr. Christian Babcock, Babcock can't talk and jake gaylord um you know i've been listening to these guys for years man and they've gotten some really cool guests uh like charles Beatty, cj alexander um just just a lot of interesting stuff uh so you know before we dive into it guys what's going on
2: not much i as you're doing that intro when he says every time i hear our names together, the last names (laughs) dude we had a we had a comment one time on Facebook. A guy goes, "There's no way those are their real names." Like they thought we had like screen names.
0: Uh, hey, don't blame us. We were
1: born. Yeah, with I didn't them. even notice it, man, until y'all said something.
2: <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, you don't discriminate. I like that. No, yeah, but it's, it's going. Fun. It's going
0: great, man. I'm happy to be here. Awesome,
1: awesome. What about you, Jake? How you doing, man?
0: Oh, pretty good, pretty good. It's actually warmed up here. Other than it being 32, it's like 55 today. So, pretty all
1: right. Yeah, that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. I think today was 53, um, and then tomorrow morning is going to be like 31. So after we're done here, I'm going to have to go grab the dogs, bring them inside, get up early, take them out. It's (laughs) it's a ton of fun, man. So, you know, I guess I I really want to know y'all's like backgrounds. like What got you guys into hunting, and then what led that to, you know, y'all starting the podcast? Um, Because it's been, I mean, what, what episode number are you guys up to these days?
2: 207. Yeah. 207. Yeah. Over 200. Yeah. Broke that a few
1: months ago. That's wild. So, I mean, did y'all grow up in like a hunting family or was it more kind of like me where you got into it a little bit later? I mean, what's.
0: Man, what's uh we're both kind of. We grew up in the same town. We graduated high school together. So, I mean, all there is to do in Northeast Oklahoma is either hunt or fish or do crack Smoke
2: cigarettes yeah, I was about to say. <laughs>
0: and so uh other than that man uh we kind of like bonded over fishing i think that was our our first love and what we would do is we'd walk uh my neighbor's creek behind my mom's house and every day during summer we just walked that creek up and down fishing daylight till dark and uh i mean that that high you get from catching a fish lasted so long until you actually shot a deer and became a man and then after that they're just really into turning back. Oh yeah. Yeah I I,
1: I just square what he just said. I echo the same, <laughs> same sentiment. Yeah. Make it easy. Yeah. Yeah I know the feeling man. I mean I've only been hunting for shoot this would be my sixth season going into 24 and it you know I've always been into it but growing up in a family that didn't hunt I had one uncle that hunted up in Illinois. And, you know, he I've told the story before, but he's he's your typical Midwestern like, you know, weekend hunter, right? Like he'll go up there, grabs the shotgun and there's I have nothing against it. I mean, I love the guy, but he'll go up there and grab a shotgun. They've got a ton of whiskey. I'm a little kid thinking they're up there killing giants, just begging him every year. Like, man, can I go with you, please? And he's like, no, you know, maybe when you're older. So I get older. I ask him. I was like 13. And he was like, yeah, you don't want to go with us. So of course I asked him why and he's like we we pretty much drink the whole time, maybe go hunt once. <laughs> and I was like, yep. "Oh, okay. Well, that's that's not that's not for me." So, but yeah, man, I mean, it has been a it's been a wild ride and I understand like the the thing y'all were saying about getting just hooked, you know, cuz that's kind of the whole reason I started this is I was talking my wife's ear off too much and uh <laughs> it was causing problems. <laughs> yeah. So. Wh-
2: why not talk to a bunch of other grown men about the same right. passion? Right. I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. The, and the uncle or your, yeah, you said it was your uncle that had the yeah. Midwestern stuff. Yeah. That dude, you mean deer camp, you mean beer camp. Beer is camp. What you exactly. mean. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's always fun. Yeah. You know, that's why we, that's why a lot of people in our camp only hunt evenings, right? So you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can you can have fun and wake up about 11 when you start smelling the grease coming from yep. the camp and then have a good time. No, we know exactly. I don't think that's a Southeastern thing. I think that's everywhere in the, in the country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what's crazy, dude, is I've never actually been to a deer camp. I've only been hunting like public land <clears throat> because we've got some public down maybe 10 minutes from the house. And then I've got two private spots that are... I think the biggest one is seven acres mm-hmm. so i mean it's it, you know it's and we're in seek one territory too so y'all y'all know about those guys like that's kind of what we have around here aside from the public um because yeah. all the leases here are just super expensive i mean there's there's some i know and i don't know how it is out by y'all but like i got a buddy of mine who pays two grand a year to to hunt a lease with 15 other guys mm-hmm. and it's i ain't got that kind of money
2: So you you think that's bad? I tried to get a lease in Texas and the guy told me, he said, it's five grand a year. And I was like, Oh, that kind of hurts. And I said, well, what's the biggest buck you guys killed out here last year? He said, we did kill one that was one Oh eight last year. And uh, he said, you can kill one buck and you can kill one doe. And I was like, I don't know if you've ever looked at an outfitter's price, but I can go anywhere in the Midwest and (laughs) shoot a giant for 3,500 bucks. I'm not paying five grand to hunt these little hill
0: country deer. Plus, well, yeah, kind of if you can do it right on public, like for me, that this is my case here in Oklahoma. Like I have private to hunt here in Northeast, but it seems like the antler potential is higher, you know, in different parts. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of get the most bang for your buck. You can either go set 50 times with, you know, on private over a corn feeder, but you have crappy neighbors and you're lucky if you see a 120, or you can go sweat it out on public. And if you hear, you know, some pine needles crunch or something like that, it's like, okay, it could be a spike or it could be a one sixty. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had that
1: experience actually, uh, three years ago, dude on public. Um, and again, I probably told the story a thousand times on here. People are going to tune out after hearing it, but I'll make it short. Um, <clears throat> I was in a tree like first or second weekend in November, super cold hit the grunt tube bleak can the whole, the whole nine. And I saw probably about 20 squirrels that morning. So of course, you know, my brain is thinking any noise I hear is a squirrel. And I hear this twig snap behind me and i just spin around the tree not even thinking about it. And this giant, like had to be 150, 160s, 10 is standing there, 10 yards, looks up at me, busts off. He runs to about 40 and I have no shot. And ever since then, dude, I've, I've hunted that same spot for, I guess, what was it? Three years. And, um, there's good bucks on public. That's, that's something that I've been hearing from a lot of people out here. They're like, oh man, there's no big, you know, no big deer on public, there's nothing out here. I'm like, dude, if you knew the photos that I had, it, <laughs> you'd be there all the time, right. So, yeah. I mean,
2: you must have been hallucinating. Don't be telling people there's you deer on public.
1: What are you talking about? I didn't say anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I stopped name dropping that place for that reason, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's funny.
1: Um, so, I mean, Oklahoma, that's that's where you guys are at now, uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Jake lives in Oklahoma. I live in central Texas now, but I wow. still hunt Oklahoma 90% of the time
1: out there hanging out with Charles Beatty.
2: No, we're, a, we're a little ways apart, but yeah, I mean, we're in that
1: territory, I guess in the realm, dude, how was that with him? Cause that guy, I mean, he, he's one of the coolest storytellers I think I've ever heard.
0: Oh, he's a great storyteller. uh, uh but other than that, I mean, I think a lot of people get him wrong because he is that, you know, genuine uh, old timer. And yeah. like, just like he, him and Pat Lane has said, you know, that's just the way it was back then. Yep. And I don't know for if you, it doesn't take a genius to read through the comments and it's like, there's no middle ground on them. Either people love them or they absolutely hate them. Yeah. And it's just like the people that hate them have to realize that just, you know, we're not, putting a spotlight on poaching, it's just, I mean, it's just like your girlfriend or your wife, you know, every time you come home from work they're in there and they're watching some murder documentary, it's like, are they planning on murdering? Like, like do they advocate murdering? No, absolutely. But the stories are fascinating. You know what yeah. I
1: mean? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was hard for me, dude. Like when I listened to that first episode you guys did with him, cause at first I saw, you know, Prince of Poachers. And I'm like, why are they having this dude on? Cause I didn't know anything about it. And then mm-hmm. probably an hour in and I'm just like, I love this guy because <laughs> like, obviously y'all aren't, you know, y'all aren't promoting it. You're not saying, Hey, he did it. You can do it too. Like, I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to do that, but the stories that guy's got. And do you guys know if his second book has come out yet? Cause I've been waiting. It on hasn't. It no, one. it hasn't. Uh-uh.
2: No, that's a, that's a mystery as old as time. We'll see when that, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when, when he plans on doing that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's wild, man. Is he, is he easy to get in contact with?
2: oh my god dude if you called him right now he'd talk with you till you fell asleep uh, he's <laughs> like he's a very personable guy uh he's actually very he's actually really likable despite yeah. you know oh, yeah. a lot a lot of the stuff that you know i mean in grant he talks so candidly about a lot of that stuff because it was 30 years ago yeah. you know i mean so yeah he's and he's got that dark old raspy storyteller voice yep. mm-hmm. and you're just like I don't know. He sounds like that grandpa that tells stories and you're just like, oh, yeah, BS, except like he got caught and it actually did happen. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) that was um, that was something hard for me, too, to believe is he's like, yeah, I killed probably, I don't know, 100. What was it, 130?
2: 116, I think is what it says on his book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's almost like the Rompola stuff. You hear about all this big bucks and all this and it's in the books and then something happens and it's like, well, was that really legit? you know but i mean charles got caught so i mean that whole thing
0: well that and he has a lot of pictures like in his book that that i mean
1: he is legit and the stories
0: seem far-fetched you know he talks about one morning you know on a cold frosty morning or however he paints the picture in your head you know he rattles up 27 bucks you know and like three of them's 160 or or something along those lines and you can't help but listen but i mean what are you going to do at the end of the day yeah. Well, I
2: I listened to the Seek One podcast the other day, Jake, where they were talking about him. Mm-hmm. And uh Levi Morgan said in that podcast, he said, if people understood how good the hunting actually is down here in the golden triangle, they would realize like everything he said is true. Like Lee Ellis was talking about really? going out and seeing 170-inch bucks that are three or four years old and multiple of them in one sit down in the golden triangle. And it's like, no, the deer hunting actually is
1: just that good. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, I watched their video on that too, man, and like even even some of the deer they were showing, I think there was like a big eight that I would assume is at least one fifties, but he looked young. And so, I mean, there's proof right there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's so, not I mean, Kristen, Are you, have you hunted anything like that down there? I mean, are you in the area to do it or.
2: I just told you the story about how I was poor. So, um, no. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and not a poacher, no. So no, yeah. well, I obviously no <laughs> know that I, I haven't. No, I mean, I've done very little hunting in Texas just because uh, so much of the state is private and Mm -hmm. uh, the closest piece of public ground to me is about three hours away. And so in my, in my mind, closest ground that I can hunt, like there's certain uh, pieces of property that you can put in for like a draw hunt, but you have to draw out to hunt it. So, and I haven't got drawn for any of that stuff. So in my mind it's like drive three hours to hunt Texas or drive five hours and hunt Oklahoma where I'm a lot more comfortable and I, you know, I can hunt with buddies and stuff. So, that's i haven't got to hunt a lot of texas for that reason i did shoot a buck this year in north texas which was a good one but um, apart from that i've shot two bucks in texas you know but i've lived here for five years so not a ton of hunting here that i've got
1: to do yeah that's what i've heard is that the hunting down there. because i've got um i think my wife's uncle or something lives down there and he apparently owns like some ranch or something and i was like dude get me in contact with him let's make it happen yeah nah She's like, he, he's not going to let anybody go out there and do it. And it's, I, I get it because, you know, it is hundreds of thousands of acres, but I don't know. I want to kill one of those Texas folks, man.
2: They're <laughs> the big, chocolate dude. chocolate rack and all that. Yeah. Well, Crazy. people don't understand that like so much of the, the management stuff that is in the Midwest right now comes from Texas. Like Texas is like on the forefront of the management side, the nutrition, the, if you look read half the deer studies that come out of MSU and Texas A&M, it's like half those studies are from Texas. Right. Like they do yeah. really, really well in deer management. It's just like a certain portion of the state that make grow. anywhere in Texas can grow a big deer. I know that it's just the hunting culture. And yeah, because their fences the are 13 foot high. Facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is true. That's a that's a
1: different problem in itself. But yeah. 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 So I was talking about taxidermist yesterday
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he was telling me that because, I mean, you know, in Georgia, I don't really know about any high fence operations. I know mm-hmm. for That's maybe an hour and a half away. And he was telling me that there's one close to here. And we kind of got on that subject of like, you know, how we felt about it. Um, I mean, what's y'all's opinion on that? Like if it's, if it's a, I'll throw a scenario at you. If it's like a high fence, that's, I don't know, 60,000 acres. Are you okay with someone doing it? Like, does it not really bother you as much as maybe a 300 acre high fence? Or is it just like, I don't, I, y'all have no, no interest in it at all. I mean, if it's free,
0: I would definitely have an interest in it, but would it, (laughs) would it be my favorite? Even if it was the biggest, you know, rack on the wall, would it be my favorite? Probably not. If that, yeah.
2: I got, I got two opinions on that. One, I'll never tell another guy what he can do. So I don't really give a frick what anybody else does, but would I do it personally? Like Jake said, I mean, maybe if it was free, but I would. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it would literally be a set. Maybe not on a 30,000 acre piece or something. It'd be like assassinating one, but like going into a pen that's a couple hundred acres or something like, no, yeah. I mean, I, even if it, if I knew there was a fence, it would be weird because let's say on public, you have a 150 inch buck that gets away. He, he may never be on a piece of public. You can hunt again, mm-hmm. but it would be, give me some sort of peace of mind. If I bumped him, I'm like, yeah, oh, he's still in here. You know, so- he's still in here
0: somewhere. <laughs> What if it was like a scenario that you hunted with your recurve where it's like a draw hunt and, you know, it's an army ammunition plant, so it's all high fenced. It's not high only... fenced. Oh, it's not high fenced? No. Uh-uh. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, well, never it's mind. not high
2: fenced. Yeah. I thought that too. Uh, it's not though. No, hmm. it's not. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to, but no one's ever <laughs> offered me either.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, I'm seeing all these deer in his place. Cause he does, you know, taxidermy for everybody around here. Yeah, I remember last year he had, I want to say it was like a 270 inch rack just hanging up on the little line he has with all the antlers. And I asked him straight up, I'm like, what's up with that one? He goes, oh, that's high fence. So he pulls it down and I'm holding this thing and I'm just looking at it like, well, I'll never see this in in the wild. I mean, there's, it's just, it's just interesting, man, that, you know, they're able to grow that. I mean, why, in y'all's opinion, do you think that? some of these deer, I know it's got something to do with, you know, nutrition and pressure and all of that, but do y'all think it's possible for maybe a wild whitetail to grow something like what we see in high fence at some point, or is it kind of just with the protein they feed and the, you know, no pressure, no predators or anything like that. It's just not possible.
2: Look at Luke Brewster's buck that, buck that was shot in Illinois. I mean, yep. it's three, how many 300 inch wild bucks do you see? There's like been a couple, f- maybe ever. Six. Uh, a few yeah that missouri monarch that's in the museum and um what is it Spring- J- springfield springfield missouri yeah. that's another one uh yeah absolutely like four but when they start getting in the territory of like 350 plus 400 500 inches when they get to the point where like their heads on the ground and Man. they can't even move <laughs> around You're like a no i sprag. don't because think about it from a predator standpoint if a deer's dragging its horns through the woods that deer's not going to live very long true you know i mean they're gonna they're going to get wiped out pretty quick, but yeah, I mean, 300 inch deer are anomalies, but they're out there. There's a few that we've seen.
1: Gotcha. So before we get away from all this, you know, what if this, what if that just random questions that I've got for y'all. And this is stuff that's been piling up throughout the years. Right. So I'm trying to remember all of it. There is one thing I want to ask you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. Recently y'all did an episode with CJ Alexander. And if you've been getting blown up about this, I'm sorry, but I got to take the opportunity to ask, what's y'all's opinions? Because I've talked to CJ and I've listened to all of that, you know, y'all's podcast with him, the Hunter podcast, things that he's told me. I mean, what do y'all, what do y'all think is going to happen? Like, what do you guys think is going on?
0: I don't know. I mean, I think it's still a toss up. Uh, I mean, because CJ is a very likable guy, right? But then, you know, you get – some messages sent your way, you know, either screenshots of certain things. And it's like, I don't know, it, it, it all, it's a big cluster and kind of ready for it to get sorted out just so we know, but for, for him and the deer, I, you know, I hope it's legit. I know that's a very vague and broad answer, but (laughs) that's the best I can give you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, First of all, what a, what a world-class animal that no matter how it was taken. Wow. That, that's insane. Um, even in a place like Ohio, it's hard to think of a 244 inch buck over 200 net typical. Um, that deer is just a, a mega in every sense of the word. But as far as CJ's thing, like if you listen to the podcast, you kind of heard our opinion on it, which is like, mm. there's only a few people that know the truth on that. it's like him and God, right? There's, there's two. Yeah. And then, you know, when we had, when we had the conversation with CJ, I was interesting because, um, you know, he had a rebuttal for a lot of the things that we said. Um, and then, and I told him, he's, he acted really, really confident in the interview, but I told him, I said, you're either like an extreme narcissist or like, you're completely innocent. And I think it's either one or two of those things and only time will tell, right? Yeah, we'll see. Sure. It's very, very interesting. I think <clears throat> it's one of the most captivating things in, in deer hunting right now. Everybody wants to know, right?
1: Yeah it's almost, it kind of feels almost like the new age Rompola buck story. I mean, we all know the deer is real. Like CJ's deer is obviously real, but there's a lot of stuff going on that nobody knows anything. And I've even, you know, cause you asked the guy straight up and he's like, Oh yeah, everything's legit. All right, cool. And then what's up with all of this other stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And like you guys had said, um, I think on that podcast, there's a few things on both sides that just don't add up, you know? right? So, I don't know. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I heard a, uh, idea from our guest last week and he was saying, you know, cause I brought it up, um, cause he's up there in the Midwest and I was like, what do you think? He's like, man, I think there's, and it sounded a little, a little crazy, but I guess I could see it happening. He, um, he goes, I'm starting to think there's somebody up there that is growing these deer and then just letting them out. Because I mean, how many two hundred inches were killed in Ohio this year? You know, it seemed to me like there was a lot more. Maybe it's just because I followed their page, but he said that, and I was like, I don't know, dude. Because who's going to spend the time and money just to open the gate? You know, right? So I don't know. It's it's a lot of speculation. It's it's rumors fly around. Y'all know how it is. But
0: also, you kind of got to take into consideration that I mean, yeah, we're interviewing CJ, but also all we're hearing right now is CJ side. So, exactly. I mean, he could be feeding us false stuff about the DNR or whatever mm-hmm. they call him up there. That, uh, that isn't true. You know what I mean? And then yeah. just basically feeding us a pot of lies. I'm not saying that's the case. Cause I mean, we're still talking to him to this day, you know, getting updates and all that stuff. And, uh, I mean,
1: like I said before, we just don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens because oh, yeah. a deer like that, man, it's, insane so anyway away from all that controversial crap um how was y'all season like give us a rundown of y'all seasons because i saw um christian i think you killed your biggest buck back in october right or was i
2: yeah yeah uh you kill, i got killed three bucks in october uh wow. three bucks in oklahoma in october which was even cooler which before someone calls the game warden uh one of those was a draw hunt so <laughs> it's a bonus it's tag. a it's a bonus tag it's not a doesn't count towards your season limit but yeah, I, sh- I shot three bucks in October, and then shot another buck in North Texas uh, in mid-November. So I shot four bucks this year with my bow, which and one with a recurve, which that was the my favorite one, smallest deer out of them all. But that was yeah. my favorite one I shot this year was the recurve. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, I still haven't shot a recurve yet. I- I've been meaning to, but don't. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> no. It's hard enough with a compound. Yeah, I know. something that something that was super humbling is uh, it was either this spring or some or this last spring or summer. Uh, him and I went down to a Creek and tried to bow fish with the recurve. And oh, wow. I'm being humble when I say we were probably one for 55. Yeah. At sh- shooting like gar and carp and stuff. I mean, yeah. granted we suck. So, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that's, you know, it's laughing at this, but I mean, it is very challenging.
1: I mean, it looks fun too. I forget who I watched. I think it was seek one doing it a couple of years ago. And I'm like, dude, that looks like I could get into that. <laughs> I could definitely get into that. <laughs> yeah. It's addicting. D-
2: it's a blast, but think about it like this: the last day of that draw hunt, they gave me a tag. Right, I caught, I sh- shot a buck, and the buck was big enough where they gave me another tag. There was, and then I had an even bigger buck come in last morning of that hunt, and I didn't even shoot at it because it was at thirty yards. It was at thirty yards with my recurve, and I'm just like, oh man, he's out of range. Thirty oh. yards of the recurve might as well be a hundred yards away. Like that's, yeah, you could shoot, pull out your binos, and watch the arrow fly as it hits them. <laughs> it's that <laughs> slow, but. It's really, um, really fun. It's just very challenging.
1: Yeah. I, like I said, I've had a few friends of mine be like, oh, man, getting the recurve stuff, you know, make it more challenging. I'm like, you just told me about a week ago that you shot at a buck at seven yards and it went nowhere near him. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not I'm not handicapping myself that bad. One step so, at a time, right? Yeah, exactly. One step at a time. Exactly. So, Jake, what about you, man? How was your season?
0: Uh, it's a lot, uh, a lot shorter explanation than, than Christian. Uh, I got one buck down uh on our public piece where we normally hunt at but other than that uh all of October like on my private was very dry and uh yeah we spent a week down there got absolutely skunked for the first 5 days and then finally on that fifth day a good cold front came through and right when that front was hitting I was like you know I'm tired of not seeing deer so instead of sitting one evening I was like I'm just going to go walk around until I find deer I got and come to find out that was the right decision and uh ended up bumping a doe and it had a really nice buck you know on her hind end and then the next morning i come back and set up on that little finger where the, you know they were all bedded and i ended up seeing that same buck and doe and missed it at 50 yards and when i say missed it it wasn't like oh, a little over the back it was my you know i'm still new to like the s- saddle hunting venture of it and uh it was on it came in on my weak side uh, yeah, my weak side sitting in the saddle. My bow was over here, so instead of like having the the mindset of you know getting in position because again they're like 50 yards kind of kind of milling around. The doe might be onto me, but the buck doesn't care. like it'll look over, look back at the doe. It's just that time of year. Mm-hmm. And uh swing around in the tree, well instead of doing that, all I what I try to do is I try to torque myself end of the saddle and I learned that's a big no-no because when I went to draw back like I didn't realize it but I was I was kinking my bow you know way too much and ended up shooting probably probably 10 to 15 yards to the right of it like horrible miss and uh yeah so I was devastated because like down there those in the more mountainous parts of Oklahoma like the deer density is a lot lower uh I don't know how, how you all view Oklahoma or anything like that, but it's, it's a really diverse state for, you know, your listeners that might not know, you know, cause like Southeast, you'll, you'll have the more mountainous areas, Northeast, just like kind of starting to get into some Ozarky stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, plains. Like, it's like a mix between like uh, Arkansas and Kansas, basically that, that's the way I'd put it. And then uh, you know, your Southeast or I'm sorry, uh, Northwest and then Southwest, it's basically, you know, just all flat, but Shoot, where was I going with this? Southwest has got the Wichita's too, though.
2: It's got oh, that a different, is true, completely really. different mountain range. and then yeah, the plains. True. Yeah, it's it's like the second most uh, ecologically diverse behind California,
0: which is kind of sure. crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh.
2: yeah. Yeah. Wow. But
0: uh, yeah, long story short, I ended up sitting there the last two days of the hunt, and I ended up seeing three bucks from that one tree. So I ended up finding them and getting one down. But uh, yeah, it was it was a battle, let me tell you.
1: Yeah, I know the feeling. I shot, I gut shot a doe in October. That sucked. Shoulder shot a doe the day before that. She's still alive. Giant wound on her shoulder. So I, I know the feeling, man. Are well, you, you <laughs> shooting rage broadheads? What's the deal? No. So, all right. So here's what happened. Um, The first doe that I shot was 25 yards, and I was using the Q80 Exodus. And I don't know. I, I had to have hit her like in the thickest part of the scapula or my arrow broke um, because. If you look at the photo and I can send you guys a photo of it after this, it looks like a perfect shot. I mean, right behind the shoulder, perfect height, everything, but she was quartered away. So as soon as I released the arrow, it went and it hit her. And I heard a huge, like a loud crack. So I'm like, arrows broke, shoulders broke, but she ran off with the arrow in her. So I'm like, all right, well maybe, you know, tracked her for two hours, it started raining, no chance. So I was already bummed out about that. Went back the next day, <clears throat> switched from the fixed blade to uh mega meat, but this is the mega meat that I killed this deer over here on the wall with last year. So I, I didn't even change the, the collar. So another doe shows up that night, pull back, let it go. And I think, I think one of the blades opened because this thing went 13 inches to the right. Straight through her guts and everything, and I just watched her run off with like a giant hole. And I was, I was sick to my stomach, dude. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been in that situation. I mean, I'm sure you have bow hunting as long as y'all have, but I was like, I was sitting in the stand, like, dude, what am I even doing? You know, like, why am I doing this? Because I've never made a bad shot like that. It was the first time, and I'm just like, I lost one last night. I just gut shot this one. What's up? Like, is this how my season's gonna go? So it just
2: sometimes yeah <laughs> sometimes it, was rough, that is man.
1: it was rough but we ended it good i mean i got um my last sit was what's today's date the 31st
2: yeah
1: okay i think it was like three weeks ago um crazy long story i'm not i'm not gonna do the whole thing because it'll probably take up the rest of the time but long story short let's just say the lord delivered that day i mean it was it was a wild day prayed about it everything needed to get home early to help the family and i'm in the stand for 20 minutes in a tree now so Georgia, I'm like middle Georgia so we've got some flat and then a bunch of like ridges and everything mm-hmm. um so I'm on a ridge at the back of this property and it's probably 300 foot drop to my right and I'm scared of heights so y'all can imagine how that felt um I am 20 foot up in the tree it's super windy and I'm swaying side to side and I'm like, man this this ain't I don't like this I don't are like you in this.
2: a saddle or are you like in a hang no boat? I was in a climber I was in an old oh. summit um Heck
1: yeah yeah so i'm up there just swaying along like well <laughs> it's like god if i fall just make it quick man <laughs> and uh you know I'm, I'm strapped in and everything but i thought the tree was going to break so you know that happens i kind of adjust a little bit so i'm not as uncomfortable and as i'm done adjusting i turn around and i see this doe 30 yards behind me and she's got like that you know looking around the tree kind of bobbing her head a bit and i'm just like dude this is this is how my season's going to end, right? Like she's going to bust off. I'm gone. And, um, no, man, she came in within seven yards, then went to the only shooting lane I had at 15 and just drilled her like that, that VPA Omega. I don't know if you guys have shot it yet, but good Lord, dude, that thing is. That's the double bevel, right? No, it's single bevel. Is it single bevel? Yeah.
2: Yeah. We, I used the 150 grains this year, the VPAs, just, uh, yeah. the single bevel and I did not have a single complaint. I do. shot six I, deer with them they 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 worked yeah
1: i mean you know because we i don't know have you guys had ranch ferry on ever
2: yeah we have. You have yeah i thought you did yeah um, all of our facebook followers told
1: us about it <laughs> <laughs> well the reason i ask is he's coming on in a few weeks and oh heck yeah i'm preparing though for the for the you know getting yelled at because i'm not shooting 500 grains and and all of that so i mean
0: he, he won't yell at you he's a really no. nice guy he's probably the most ignorant guy he's talked to in a while because going into it i didn't know anything about broadheads didn't know anything about arrows like i basically copied my my arrow setup from christian because before i you know i just slapped mechanical on there and Mm -hmm. you know side side, yeah basically it's already sided in for you you didn't have to do any tune into it and uh it worked it worked but then again if you don't know something's broke you know why would you fix it and it wasn't necessarily broke it was like cracked you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like some, like if you hit it perfect you would get two holes you would get a pass through but you know in those situations where you didn't you might hit a little bit of bone i mean maybe go maybe go five inches
1: yeah yeah i mean I, I see i made the switch because um and it's funny how it all worked out because we we actually had vpa on the week after that whole debacle with the dough happened and, and i told them the story and they were like yeah man well look send us your address we'll, we'll let you try these new ones out or whatever so i'm like All right, dude, cool. So I start looking, you know, like the single bevel stuff, all the scientific stuff behind it. I'm not switching. I will not switch away from that. It was so good, man. Like when I say that arrow went through her like butter, I've never seen an arrow of mine do that because I was only shooting 60 pounds at the time. You know, like I upgraded everything. I'm shooting 72 now. We're going way faster, but I was going 237 on my arrow setup. So I'm over here thinking I'm shooting almost like a trad setup, just that's slow to me yeah and, uh yeah man It. i don't know i don't know I, I could sit here and talk about it for hours but um so are you guys still working with bpa
2: we don't have anything official official with bpa but we okay. just really like their stuff um yeah they we tried a few of their things this year uh, all three of us did and mm-hmm. We had really good results, man. I mean, we're not going to be the people that tell you you can't use anything. Like I, most things will work if you make a good shot. Right. Yeah. So it's just all personal preference. And like this year, I got to test that on a lot of different deer and I was very happy. I was very happy with the results.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I'm not switching, but speaking of broadheads and stuff, like what's, what are y'all's arrow setups? I, I always like to know what people are shooting just out of curiosity. If I, you know, cause I tinker all the time. So I mean, what are you guys shooting this year or looking to shoot?
2: Last, this year we shot, I shot a Exodus NIS. So it's a micro diameter arrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a, it'd be equivalent to a five millimeter, it's 0.204, I think is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a, it's got a small outsert and I shot 150 grain, single bevel VPA up front. And I have a long draw length. Like my draw length is like 31, 31 and a half. So yeah. it's really hard for me to get a light arrow. Yeah. You know, everyone says you should shoot a lighter arrow. I can't shoot an arrow that won't blow up that's under 500 grains because my arrow is yeah. really long, right? So, uh, my total arrow weight is five, five seventy-five or five eighty-five, one of those two. Uh, I don't run aluminum or anything on the back. Um, and man, shooting thirty-one inch uh, draw and sixty-five pounds and just blowing through stuff, which. There's some trade-offs. I shot at a doe at 25, or she was 26, and I put my 20 on her, and I shot right under, her. and I was like, "Dang, there's that heavy oh, arrow coming to bite me." <laughs> yeah, pin yeah. So... gaps
1: or something fierce. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's wild. What are you uh, What are you using, Jake? Uh,
0: I got the XS MMT arrows, so it's just I think it's a little bit fatter than than Christian's arrow, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, I got a 200 grain VPA, the single bevel up front. And then uh I think my total weight's like Christian, I think your weight and my weight's the same. I'm I'm at 585. Yeah.
2: Five eighty five,
0: five ninety somewhere in there. But I mean, I got a 29 inch draw with 74 pounds. And I don't know, I don't know how I tinkered with it, but I still get like 82 yards clearance on that. But you know, tax tax coming up in like two months, a month and a half. So yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to do some tinkering with that, probably switch to back, back to the 100 grain field point, and then I don't know. I hate messing with my sight tape because you know <laughs> I want to have to order another one, so I don't know.
1: But. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been dealing with here lately because I just got a new um obsession HB 33 from mm-hmm. uh, a buddy of mine, and I mean it's way faster than my old bow was. and you know, I'm still using the same site that I was using last year. So of course new site tapes and everything. And we have, um, we have our first ASA shoot in two weeks and he's, he's like, Oh man, what class are you going to go? And I'm like, probably, I don't know, known 45, known 50, whatever. And I think my total arrow weight right now is like 483. And I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to shoot out the distance yet, but like 40 yards, man, but from 20 to 40, my two, my 20 and 30, I almost don't even have to move it, which is mm-hmm. why I've never so, done it. So,
2: you're shooting a flapper? No. <laughs> That's you know. what
1: the chair is. <laughs> it's a 300 spine, sir. <laughs> I don't. Dude, we get
2: people to argue with us on Facebook. Like, I kill stuff with a 480. I'm like, you're overestimating how much I care. I don't care what you do. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. go ahead. I was just posting I love a it. clip.
2: <laughs> I was just, right. you know, it's like, I'm not telling you to shoot 590. I don't. I don't care what you shoot. Shoot what
0: works for you, buddy. Confidence yeah. kills, baby yeah that's sure. awesome
1: and what's funny is i was talking to ryan from vpa when they came on and i was asking him the same thing like what setup are you running he said like five i think actually his was like over six mm-hmm. and i was just I, I made a joke i was like oh you're on that ranch fairy stuff huh and he's like well actually and he starts going into it and i'm like ryan i get it you don't have to tell me bro <laughs> like i know what yeah. you're talking about but, snorting,
0: that, snorting that fairy desk. no yeah there's man, I'm- there's two people on like so have you listened to that podcast with uh the ranch Ferry and then john dudley Oh, dude.
1: Yeah, I have. I that have. was,
0: I want to like John, but after that, I'm like, you know, maybe, yeah. trust me, I'm not the best with my words either, but I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt, but there's too many mm-hmm. times in there. I was like, man, you know, you're kind of being kind of being an ass about it.
1: Yep. Did you see, um, Brandon McDonald just dropped a video where MFJJ and Branch Ferry are mm-hmm. debating. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but apparently that comes up. But I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you, man. Like, I listened to it and I got kind of mad because I'm like, Maybe you're beating up on this guy, at least this way I took it. Mm-hmm. And it I don't know. I, I don't like seeing people do that.
0: Well, so, uh, the ranch fair is making like, like statistical, like, he had data to back up his points. And yep. all it seemed like on all John Dudley was, was like, oh, well, I know another famous archer. You must know of him. And he says this. And it's like, that's cool he's also in the top 1% on shot accuracy yep. when us average Joes are lucky to hit a pie plate at 50. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, what's up y'all real quick. Um, normally you hear JD talk about some of this stuff. We are working on some audio issues and some upgrades that will make things better and clearer uh, right now. So it's just going to be me, but chest thumper outdoors. I browse YouTube all the time and I love watching product reviews, you know, whether it's arrows, broadheads, bows, tree stands, saddles, whatever. Well, most of the time you watch those and you're like, oh man, is this dude telling the truth? Let me tell you what, my buddy Trent Crumpler has a YouTube channel called Chest Thumper Outdoors. This dude is extremely knowledgeable, super truthful, and everything he tells you is his own personal opinion on the product that he is testing. And sometimes it's not even an opinion. You can kind of tell like, hey, th- this is going to happen regardless of what anybody else says. And he just, he tells it like it is. And I respect him a lot for that. Um, he has been supporting the podcast for a while now. And, you know, we want to help support him. So go to Chest Thumper Outdoors on YouTube. Check him out. Make sure you subscribe, like his videos, comment, get to know Trent. He's an awesome guy. Um, and when you do that, also go to thectoutdoors.com. And, dude, look. He sells everything under the sun. He's got bows, arrows, broadheads, anything you want. Go to that website. Check him out and uh, help support him. Seriously. You know, he's, he's, he's a really good dude, and I am very happy we get to work with him. Um, so, yeah, Chest Thumper Outdoors. Check out the YouTube channel, the CT Outdoors. That's his website. Go give him a check out, and, hey, get you some good product. Hey guys, real quick, uh, JD will be returning to these parts of the ads, but right now we're working on getting a little bit better quality in the ads. So I am going to be running them for the next couple weeks or so. Uh, this one, dude, nose down. Nose down scents is by far one of the best scent companies on the market. Uh, I used their scents all season this year and had great success. My favorite one was the Tarsal, I think it's called Extreme Tarsal. Um, dude, I'll tell you what, I've used some other scents before, it's been great, Uh, you know, I have had success with other stuff, but this one, nose down, just covers you from head to toe, man, they've got cover scents, they've got uh, scents you would use in like your scrape, they've got attractant scents, they even have rubs and seasonings for the meat that you kill, I mean, guys, come on, are you really out there just making your deer meat with no seasoning? I mean, if you are, hey, that's fine, but... I've used Nosedown Seasoning since we partnered up with them and it is awesome. They have apparel, uh, they have, you know, hats, they have stickers, they have everything, you know, scent-related that you would want. And I really think you guys should give them a try. So if you want to, go to nosedownscents.com, check out everything they have, get some of the kits. I know deer season's out, but that doesn't mean you can't get some stuff or at least make a list of some stuff that you want to use for next season. Uh, I like to get my scrapes out early you know, usually around like July, at least get some sort of scent in there. Um, you know, just to basically get the deer thinking, Hey, there's a deer in here. I'm going to keep coming back to this spot. And then once it starts ramping up, you can use the dough and heat, you can use the tarsal stuff. They have uh pure scents. They have synthetic scents. Like I said, guys, they have everything covered. So go check out nosedownsense.com. Um, once you get to check out, use our promo code SEBH15, and that saves you 15% on anything on their website. Look, guys, I'm a huge fan of them. I think you guys will be too. Let's get back to the episode. Oh, yeah. I, I lost a bunch of arrows last year shooting distance <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even call myself an average Joe. It's more like yeah. a, what does T-Bone call it? Billy Joe launch bucket?
2: <laughs> I don't like that. Know. I don't know, if you want to see some arrows get destroyed, come with, come with us to, to TAC, and you'll see plenty. Dude, I, so
1: TAC, man. Um, I've never been to one. What's it like? I mean, I watched the videos, but really being there, what is it like? Is it really losing a ton of arrows and just –
2: if you're an idiot, yeah, which we are. So, yeah. so, <laughs> I mean, we we did awesome stuff last year. Anything from a random number generator, like we created like a wheel of fortune, like shoot from your knees, countdown shot, uh, oh, headshot only. Like we no put a bunch of different no range finder. We made it fun for the sake of the viewers, right? Like yeah. it's really fun for other people to watch that sort of stuff. So we we made a few videos like that. Um and if you do that kind of thing, yeah, you're going to lose some arrows. And you will you'd lose some regardless just because there's some 80-plus yard shots depending on the – there's some that are 100-plus. But yeah. it's a lot of fun, man. Just bring a dozen at least to that you want to sacrifice
1: to the archery gods. <laughs> man, I'd probably have to reset my bow if I did that. Yeah. I, have oh, so, you know. I have so many arrows, dude. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, there was people walking around with uh, recurves and stuff. Don't ask me how they were doing, but <laughs> there were those people
1: did any of Mm. them shoot over
0: 40 i mean (laughs) i think so but it's more like the spray and pray you know top of the horizon type ordeal
1: looking up at the moon just hoping it hits it right yeah it's wild i mean i can't say anything man last year we did our um, very first podcast shoot up at this 3d course we have and there is an elk you can shoot at 100 or over 100 and uh my site was at the power lines. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was, it was a struggle. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I can't say anything, man. But so when is y'all's tack or I guess when is tack out by you guys? Uh, so
0: the registration, I got an email the other day and it's the 9th of February, but I think, I think it's like mid, mid April, like maybe the 14th through the 16th or something like that.
1: Gotcha.
0: Like the second weekend, I believe.
1: And so out there, is it like, because y'all were talking about how you got mountains and stuff. I'm assuming it's down there, right? Uh, Yeah. yeah it's, it's, oh, go broken ahead. Broken Bow. Sure. Yeah, it's Broken Bow. It's broken like, bow.
2: like okay. think of Texarkana, like where Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma all come together, like right yeah. in
1: there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've driven through there before, actually, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a cool part of the state. They picked an awesome part of the state to do TAC. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we – I want to say we got invited – or was told we should go. I can't remember, man. It's been a long time, but um, Math, Mountain Archery Fest. They've got that out here yep. by us. And um Trent Crumpler, actually. Because yeah. y- y'all know Trent Chest chest dumper. Chest, chest thumper yeah, yeah. Yep. He uh he used to work with math and he was like, Yeah, man, if you guys come out, we have a social media day. You can do this, you can do that. And um, I told him we were gonna go, but I haven't I actually haven't heard from Trent in a while. I know that some stuff's either changed or got a new job, but he was he's, uh, he's right? a good dude. Oh, he's man. a good dude. Oh yeah, Trent Trent's awesome man. He he's helped us out a lot. Um, just really with me learning, you know, arrows and all that stuff. Because man, that rabbit hole—if you live in it—I mean, I'm sure you guys know it's it's rough and it gets expensive. So I'd call Trent up and be like, "Hey man, I'm running this five degree helical on a two inch uh blazer vein. Why am I? Why is it dropping at 50? Mm-hmm. And then he'd go in this whole long thing about I probably got like three or four long paragraph texts from him, and I just save it and move on. Yeah, Trent's a good dude, man. I need to, I really need to reach out to him, get him back on here. But so you guys, man, I was on y'all's Instagram today, and Jake, you you put up a, a sh- either a short or a clip or reel, whatever they call it, on there of hunting controversies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the bus bus thing. So I'm, I've never heard of that. What what was the whole oh, thing? Oh, man.
0: Uh, so those those clips are – the only reason I'm telling you this is because I did that TikTok a, a while back. Mm-hmm. And all that is – what's been going on lately is just repurpose stuff. So the, the, mm-hmm. the stuff that we put on TikTok, it's slowly getting moved to like Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that just to reuse our old content that we use for there uh so the way the story goes i'm not too i'm not too familiar with it it's been it's been a while since i did that one but i think it was something along the lines of uh oh big bill busbus yeah so they had a reality tv show apparently and uh i guess he was on a ranch i don't know if it was in wyoming or 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 where it was but he was hunting elk and everything was illegal. You know, he was able to harvest an elk, but the kicker was he shot a calf elk on accident. And then since he was filming the hunt and stuff, he basically told his cameraman like, Hey, scratch that. We're we're not going to be able to, you know, obviously use that. So he went ahead and shot a, uh, a bull elk as well. And the story goes that he, harvested everything from the bull elk but he left that calf elk just there to rot and whether he had a tag for one of them or whether he had one or two tags i'm not sure and uh again i'm just paraphrasing because it's been a while so this is all alleged yeah uh but yeah so i guess he got in trouble for you know obviously i guess considered poaching
1: jeez man that almost sounds like the chris bracket story yeah What's i listened
0: to the, the hunter podcast with chris bracket
2: that Dude, what did
1: you, what did y'all think about that? Because I'm, I'm buddies with Kurt and he's told me stories about Chris and then I listen to that and I'm just like, I don't know what to think. I mean, I've never talked to Chris, but I know he's apparently got some beef with Bone Collector and it's, Here. I kind of got pulled into that almost with a mutual friend of ours and I just, have you all ever <laughs> uh, met him? Like, uh, uh-uh. no? no, I don't even know the story to be honest. The bracket story? Mm-mm. Christian, you want to tell him? Or you want me to tell him? Yeah, uh, go ahead, man. All right, so basically what happened, and if I get anything wrong, tell me, but what I understand is Chris was hunting, um, filming and all of that, and he was on some property, shot a buck, and he claims he wasn't sure if he hit it or not. Then that buck runs off. After that, this bigger buck shows up, and Chris shoots that buck. And I guess in this state, you know, you only get one buck. Or- it was I Indiana, I think. Indiana? Okay. What do you know if it's two bucks or one buck up there? I think, I think he only had one tag or something to that
2: extent. Yeah. I'm not sure on the details.
1: Got it. So basically that's, that's what happened. And then Chris, I guess, um, went and recovered both, found a feeder, thought he was getting set up or whatever, but there's a video. I haven't seen the video. One of my buddies has, but apparently there's a video where the cameraman's kind of like freaking out, like, Oh man, don't do that. And Chris basically turns around and just tells him to shut the F up. Like, Mm. super super messed up to the camera guy just a total jerk man and yeah then I guess it was uh, DNR went out to his house he admitted everything and and got caught
2: I thought the camera guy held withheld the footage for like several
1: years didn't he I think so yeah yeah, and and he just released it or something like that
2: yeah yeah that's some dark ammo to have on a friend (laughs) so he used it as ransom basically
1: (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah the whole thing dude like I said I mean I've Kurt's told me stories about Chris that you know I'm not going to say on here but it's I I never have heard of him in a good light is my thing and you know I I love you know seeing redemption stories like you know I've I've got my faith and we all know that story and that's actually one thing I want to say to you guys that y'all are open about that you openly express your faith on the podcast which I really respect because there's quite a few out there that won't do that um but anyway, he, he's out there talking about everything he did and then saying he found Jesus and then all this other stuff after that comes out. And I'm like, well, what do, what do I believe here, man? Like, are you are you really changed or are you just doing this to try and you know get back in the limelight? It's it's weird. It's really weird. There there's there's so much stuff in this industry that I never knew about that I've learned in the past six months, and it's Yeah, I I I choose, I
2: try to, I try to focus on a lot of the positive stuff too. Like it's, it's, it's weird. It's like anything, you know, there's, there's really good people and there's really bad people. Right. Like, and we've, I've met some amazing folks, um, in the outdoor industry. And then, you know, there's some turds too, just like any, just like any industry. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for controversy, gosh dang, it seems like it it always comes near us. Like we always find a way to, to talk about it, but, um, man, there's plenty of it there's plenty of it out there. And I don't know, like on the, on the Chris thing, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I I wouldn't want someone to see, you know, oh, we did a podcast with Charlie or we did a podcast with CJ and be like, oh, those guys are toolboxes, you know, because the reality is I can probably get along with most people, uh, that I meet. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I I feel like the social media side of it, people don't give each other a fair shake. You know, like if I was to meet 90% of
0: the people that talk crap, it's like, I'm
2: pretty positive. We'd probably be friends. And that makes you
0: dumb. So (laughs) there's also a lot of guys that like would send us a dirty message and we'd kind of, you know, not replicate the same energy back. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, three messages later, they're like sending us pictures of their deer. Like, Oh, Hey, you know, I went about it the wrong way. And I don't know. It just seems like if you somewhat stand your ground, it's like, not that they're like little, little snowflakes, but they kind of are because as soon as you, kind of give him a little bit of the same energy back, it's like, you know, I didn't mean it. Yep. It's weird.
1: Yeah, we had, we just had that happen. Um, Was it Friday or Monday? No, it was Monday. Um, JD, my, I guess you could say former co-host, he hops on from time to time, but he calls me up and he's like, yeah, so I just got, I got a call from a random number last night. Some dude that uh said his name was JD, which I think it was a fake name, but <laughs> – he, he was like, your podcast sucks. As soon as he answered the phone, that's the first thing he said. And so JD is like, what do? you, what? He's like, who are you, dude? And long story short, he told him, you know, he asked him again. He's like, well, why do you think it sucks? What, what about it? it sucks? The guy comes out and he's like, oh man, you know, I just, I got nervous. Like I found your number on Facebook and I just, I didn't know what to say. And I'm like, see that right there, man. It's it, you start off with negative. Why? What's the point? And I mean we talk about it on the podcast all the time. I feel like it's every episode it comes up. This time it's my fault I did bring it up, but um it it's I agree with you, Christian, to focus on the positive because if you don't, dude, there's negative stuff everywhere. And not even in the industry, just in the community itself. So Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm sorry for calling J D tell him I apologize for that. Um, okay. I got you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you. Listen to this and be like, Oh, was that Christian? Like, uh, oh, man, it wasn't him. That's <laughs> funny. Know. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I I don't know. I mean, that's that is one thing about y'all's podcast, and and I apologize if I haven't focused on that much of of this side of the whole thing is y'all's podcast. Um, I'm just enjoying talking to you guys, really. But oh yeah, man. No worries. It's y'all's podcast that, to me stands out from others because you do have like the controversial people. You know, I mean, y'all have Charles Beatty, C.J. Alexander, Ranch Ferry. Um, have you guys ever had Josh Bomar
2: on? No, but I'm trying. That's a funny story. Um, so I messaged Josh to get on the podcast when I first started Mm -hmm. and holy crap, if he would have got on then, he never would have got on again. But, um, I asked him and he said, Hey man, this is like 2019. I was looking at my messages actually two days ago about it. Mm -hmm. He said, Hey man, if you do a couple dozen episodes, I'll get back on the podcast. I'll get on. And so I messaged him again, and he he didn't reply. I mean, he read it, but he didn't reply. But I messaged him actually two days ago when I was like going through our list of podcast guests that we wanted. And I said, hey, Josh, remember four years ago when you said you would get on the podcast? I said, uh, I'm on episode 208 now, so I'm ready to talk to you. So All we'll right. see. But Josh, I mean, just like the stuff surrounding Josh, like there's a bunch of controversy with them. And it's like, hey, he without saying, go ahead and throw the stone. Everybody loves to throw stones, man. Yep. And gosh, dang, I know half the people in the comments are people that poach themselves and they like throwing stones and it's like, man, I'm not going to throw no stones at nobody. And I'll talk to anybody like I remember during COVID, like Joe Rogan was getting canceled for talking to doctors that were opposing COVID. It's like, dude, I if you think talking to someone that killed a deer or killed a deer in a weird way scares me, then that you're (laughs) you got it twisted. Like, I'll talk to anybody.
0: You only fear one man, son. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Fear G O D. That's it.
1: (laughs) That's the only one, too. Fear, man. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing with Josh, too, is, you know, a lot of my buddies, man, they're like, oh, man, F that dude. He did this. He did that. He's a jerk. He's cocky, whatever. I'm like, man, look, I used to say the same thing. And then I listened to him on some podcast like a year ago. And I totally changed my mind because he just seems like a good dude, you know? I mean, yeah, okay. He's got that. I guess character or whatever on his YouTube stuff that he might play. Maybe that's him in real life. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I got nothing against him. And yeah, if you guys get him on, I'm listening to it the day it drops because yeah, he's he's extremely entertaining.
2: Yeah, he is. He has an energy that's like infectious, right? I'm like, yeah. And I've looked at it a lot of times in his videos, and I'm like, man, there's no way that's real. Like you are so excited, but then he keeps it up through all of his videos and even the podcast he does. So maybe he's just a really energetic person in that I way mean, and i'd love to
0: talk to him i'd yeah. smile ear to ear as well all day every day if i shot multiple 200s
1: i was about to yeah. say he's up to like what sticks now i don't know it's a I mean... lot
0: <laughs>
2: one for each ab i mean that dude is <laughs> that, that dude's, he's a specimen man he's a he seems like a really nice guy and it's so hard to cast uh like decide who you like and who you don't like in over like podcasts and media yep. and stuff because it's not how You hear a lot of it, like 70% of, um, of communication is nonverbal, right? It's body language and it's, you know, how someone comes across. So it's like, you can't get that from a half a chest up of someone on a podcast. So it's like, you know, it's interesting. Human behavior is
0: interesting. Yeah, it really is. Not only that, I mean, for the most part, the average person's attention span is like minuscule. Like nowadays people have the attention span of like a goldfish. Oh, me included. Trust me. Uh, (laughs) But with that being said, it's like, okay, let's say he does have a podcast or he, you know, he has a little 60 second clip, 30 second clip of him holding just a 200 incher excited Mm -hmm. out of his mind. Well, what if, you know, there's a little bit of wordplay going on during that 60 second clip from a podcast he's on, you know, people can take that way out of context. And if they listen to the full episode, which I understand not a lot of people's going to, Mm -hmm. but it's like everything you see that's like segmented and clipped up easy for you to digest. Isn't the full story.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I've said to, you know, a few people just concerning Josh is they're like, Oh man, I saw his Instagram thing. And I'm like, have you listened to, have you watched that whole episode? Cause it's not, it's not what you think it is, you know? And I mean, so one thing I am curious about with you guys, because I get this way, Um, it happened with y'all. It happens. Whenever I've got someone that's like in the industry that if I say, Oh, I've got this person on, they're like, Oh, dude, that's really cool. Do you all get nervous about guests or like kind of anxious about it?
0: Every single time.
1: Okay. For sure. Good. So yeah. I'm not alone. <laughs> no. Good. Cause I had Wadell on last year and that one, man. <laughs> that's awesome though. Oh, he was great, dude. Like I consider him a friend now, but at first, you know, because just like how we did on here, you know, you do the zoom thing and then they pop up and the audio is kind of it's not there yet Mm -hmm. and so i'm just sitting here like can you hear me and he's just over there smiling and i was like oh this is awesome as soon as the audio comes on he goes eric what's up man and i'm like well all right we're good so i just wasn't sure man because like you know you i listen to a lot of podcasts right it's like a lot of hunting podcasts listen to rogan uh sean ryan show i don't know if you guys know who that is but Mm -mm. If you don't, you should check him out. He's a, like an ex-Navy SEAL CIA guy. Really cool. Oh, man. heck yeah. Um, but everybody always, and I don't know if it's an editing thing or what, but everyone sounds so just confident and comfortable. And like, yeah, obviously you get to that point. But I always wonder, how did they feel? Like when Rogan's got Hulk Hogan on there, is he nervous? Or is he just like, nope, this is just some 80-year-old guy that's, you know, a regular dude. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you guys go into it? Like when you've got, I don't know, like CJ, It's most recent one. When you had CJ come on, what, what was y'all's, I guess, feeling towards that? Like were you nervous? Were you not nervous, anxious, worried about what's going to come from it? Like how do y'all approach that?
2: We try not to talk to anyone that we're not interested in talking to. So that helps. I yeah. mean, you know, if I'm interested in what someone has going on, then it's pretty easy because it's just like a conversation like we're having. Right, and obviously, we prepare, like you know we're not we're not silly, but yeah. um, man, we like to keep it fun and conversational similar to what we're doing on this show, and if it's a guest that we're interested in, you know, usually goes pretty pretty well now, yeah. well, I cut out some ums and some likes? No, don't worry, I definitely do some of yeah. that too, Maybe but on uh, my
0: end, but yeah, <laughs> I, my my word
2: is like, I use that one a lot when i yeah. when I try to uh put you know, space in a podcast, but no, I mean, we go at it. I'm probably similar to the same way that you do, you know? And of course I get, I get nervous too. I get nervous too. And it's when it's one, I really want to go well. Yeah. Right. It's like, man, I really want this to go well. I'm interested in it. Um, you know, we may, we've talked to some people that I'm like, I don't know why they agreed to do this. You know, like we had a deer science month last year where it's like, we talked to Bronson Strickland and Gino D'Angelo and all those guys. I'm like, man, these Marcus Lashley. It was really, really fun. But yeah, yeah, man, just staying curious and and having on folks that I think are really interesting keeps, keeps me going at least. I don't know about you, Jake.
0: I mean, I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get because at first it's like, okay, you you don't like hearing yourself talk back through the mic. And then, you know, you're self-conscious about, about, you know, what other people are going to think when they listen to the podcast. And I don't know. I just feel like it, for me at least it's gotten easier now am I perfect absolutely not but uh, as for like the guests and stuff I think what you have to do is get those people on kind of like your Michael Waddell that's like okay are these people not saying that like anybody else is better than the next person but it's like those people that you know you used to kind of like I don't want I don't want to use the word idolize because I don't like that word but yeah. it's like you look up you, to him. right. Yeah, I think once you get like one of those guys, it's just like, hey, you realize he's not some superstar. He's actually just a you know, some dude. Yeah, and then you go from there, and it's just like, I don't know. The conversations get easier.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first, I think the very first time was when, dude, I was only doing this for maybe three months, if that. And I was somehow able to get T-Bone on that one. Cause you know, being in Georgia and stuff, like I was watching Bone Collector when I was a kid. That's literally them and Tree were the two that I would just watch every Saturday morning. Oh yeah. To get T-Bone on there. it I was shaking. I'm not even going to lie. I was shaking. I'm like, Oh man, I hope I don't say anything stupid. And then 10 minutes in and I'm like, Oh, it's like, I've known this dude my whole life, you know? So yeah, I definitely know what you guys are saying. I just, like I said, man, you know, I just, I like to know how other podcasters, I guess not operate, but you know, how they view what they do, you know, because mm-hmm. like I said, y'all are different than a lot of other ones most of the time. And I know you guys do like, you know, the tips and tactics and whatnot, but y'all also have guests on that are interesting, you know? Oh yeah. Some, some yeah. of them it's like, Oh, do this. And I, I said this with Kurt um, a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. I was like, most of the podcasts are just, do these five things and you'll kill, kill a booner. And that's all you hear. And it's like, well, you said the same thing last year and the year before that. And I know you're going to say it next year too. Mm-hmm. Where's the booner at, you know? So it's just, I don't know, man. It It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. This whole, this whole thing.
2: There's two sides of media, right? You can educate or you can entertain or you can do both. Yep. Um, But I think w- what happens in hunting, especially a lot is, everybody wants to educate but everyone that wants to educate is still learning themselves right so and if you come at it from that angle it's fine right it's like more when we talked to we talked with Johnny Stewart yesterday and he said I never want to say always do this or you should do that I just talk about my experience mm-hmm. right and that I, I really respected that because it's like that's all you can do you know um and we try to we try to have guests on that are fun because there's no way some dude that's driving into his job wants to listen to two 26 year olds, tell him how to kill a deer. (laughs) There's no way. Like if that's all it is, then we have a very short lived show and I'm learning every single day. I go out in the woods, how to kill them differently and how to make it work. So man, I get that a lot. Like every time I look on TikTok, it's like, all right guys, I got a tip for you guys. And I'm like, this dude's 14 years old. How does he have a tip (laughs) for us? You know, and it's like, yeah. I wouldn't, I try not to use that kind of language. I definitely have. So if you see a video, don't crucify me. But uh, <laughs> do it. No, I, yeah, it's interesting, man. It really is. Uh, in a world of like influence, people want to have influence, but it's like to have it, you have to have credibility too. And I, I hope when I'm 50, I have some of that. Just it's not going to happen right now. That's why we got so many cool guests because we're not that right now.
0: Yeah. And hopefully, if people like, watch our stuff or do whatever they see that we're not just kind of talking out of our, but yeah, we'll give our like anecdotal experiences. But for the most part, what we try to do is we try to re- reference like the uh, NDA's research studies and like base mm-hmm. certain things off of, off of actually factual stuff that yeah. people way smarter than us have actually took the time and thankfully uh, like researched.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of a reason why I had um, Lindsay Thomas on recently to talk about some stuff because i had a ton of questions dude like he he was telling me stuff about the rut i never knew about deer movement how the moon apparently has nothing to do with it that cold weather doesn't have anything to do with it which i know it's on science i I don't know if i buy that one but um yeah it's kind of just to add legitimacy to it because i mean like i said i've been hunting five years i don't know anything i've gotten lucky i saw more deer than ever this past year so i guess i'm getting better at it but you know, I've had to catch myself too, where I'm just regurgitating things I've heard and yeah. I'm sitting back like, well, wait a minute. I'm not, I don't have a 200 or even a 120. My biggest bucks a one Oh two. So who am I to say this stuff? So yeah, I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying, but I mean, I've been guilty of it too. I've called buddies up and they're like, man, what do you think? And I'll go on a two hour long,
0: <laughs> like,
1: right. man, do this, find this wind, Look at your map this way. If you see this, go the other way. And he's like, How many big bucks have you killed? And I'm just like, oh yeah, good point. (laughs) Just don't listen to me.
2: It's funny at the end of those conversations to be like, and by the way, I have no idea if that's gonna work, but I really (laughs) hope you. Exactly. exactly. You know what's really fun is to talk to a buddy, and when he's fixing to go do the hike or he's fixing to do the hunt, like giving him, no, dude, you gotta go a mile and a half back there. You gotta go up and down, up and down, and then get back there. And they're like, he's like, well, would you? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't. But (laughs) (laughs) it's it's the best when you're like hyping up a friend. That is the best. (laughs) Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Jake, Jake, it reminds me of trying to hype up Carol to go back to that two mile spot this year on public. He's like, all right, now show me the pictures. What do you got back there? Yeah. And we're like
1: this, this.
0: (laughs) David Goggins couldn't motivate that man to go do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, that's who I use uh, Cam Haynes as an example. Like I'll tell my buddies, you know, they'll start saying the same thing. Like, oh man, should I go this far back? I'm like, hey, you want to be like Cam Haynes? You want to kill a bunch of, a bunch of big animals or what? Yeah, I won't do it, but hey, you're asking me, dude. So it's (laughs) nobody (laughs) cares, work harder, exactly. Exactly. I need to get one of those shirts, man. I'd probably wear that thing every day, every day.
0: Savage man, do as I say, not as I do.
1: Yep, dude. I actually have you guys ever met Cam because I've been thinking about reaching out to him, but he's three hours behind me time wise.
2: Hey, man, if you figure out a way to reach out to him, you let me know. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure I've messaged him. I, I've actually was reading through a lot of my Instagram messages the other day that like I did in 2019, mm. I would just message people and be like, you're an inspiration, man. You want to get on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I would read them. I read them the other day. Cause I was going back through like, Hey, who can I follow up on? And, you know, yeah. hit them up again. And I realized that I was just like complimenting everybody. Mangirling everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they read that and they're like, I'm good, man. Uh, yeah. No, I've wow. never met Cam. He seems like an awesome dude though.
1: Well, I can't say anything, dude. I did that with Lee from Seek One, uh Jay Maxwell, who I'm buddies with now. And I've apologized to him before. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry for fangirling at first. <laughs> like yeah. I never thought this would happen. Um, so yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I've been there and I have messaged Cam a few times and been like, dude, this is so cool, man. Congratulations on that big bull. I'm gonna start mm-hmm. running. This is three years ago. I don't run
0: so yeah it's been saying our conversation would be like very dry to him it's like okay what do you do cam it's like oh i run a marathon at lunch and then you know i eat uh elk and, the, and then that's about it i call joe rogan and he reads me you know a bedtime story yep. and it's just like okay well i don't run nor do i know joe rogan and it's just like i've never elk hunted before so uh yeah. it's gonna be a good conversation. <laughs>
1: That, that's kind of what's been keeping me from doing it is like, you know, guys that hunt whitetails or, or muleys or something that I kind of know. I mean, I've never hunted a muley, but I plan to soon. Um, I can talk about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a marathon runner. I've seen elk. I've watched elk fight before. I ain't never hunted one. I don't plan to for at least five years. So if Cam were to come on, I'd be like, so. Tell me how it feels to, you know, hike 50 miles in and then carry an 800 pound bull on your back. Cause I don't know. I'll never know. I can't relate to it at all, but tell me about it. I just, feel, you're, you're probably right, Jake. It probably would be, he'd be bored out of his mind. So maybe I won't.
2: You'd be more interesting than us. I'm sure you'd have a great conversation with us, but we'd, we'd be like, oh yeah. Well, one time I, uh, we carried a deer out on a stick, like 300 yards. So <laughs> what's up with that? We right. had three people and we switched off. Yeah it's on video you want to see it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think the only way i could try to impress him would be like hey man so the last year i killed i carried it out about an 80 pound doe held her up by the hooves just walked walked on out and he'd just probably be like all right look i gotta go and just click
2: dude cam is a master of those slock pouches you know jake where they tie tie the feet up they cut them and they tie them up and they basically wear them like a backpack where their legs are tied together. Mm-hmm. Dude, that dude will slock pouch out like a full blacktail buck. I'm like, all right, that, I, I that's the, awesome. I, well, that's pretty like, sweet.
1: What, mid-50s?
2: Something like that, yeah.
1: See, that make, look, that makes me feel like I, I need to start doing better because I couldn't do that. If I threw any deer I've killed over my back, I'd be I'd probably fall flat on my face and then just lay there for a minute in shame and be like, no, uh, I'm dragging her. i oh, right, it right next to body. you. Especially,
0: them, especially in that rugged terrain and stuff, uh, yeah, we've yeah. we've tried to do it just over the shoulder with like two people, like without the old meat stick, and uh, I don't know, it's tough, it's nasty. You get all all that gunk up all on you, so it you ain't feel fun. like a man when you get back oh, to absolutely. The truck. <laughs> yeah. I earned so, a shower tonight, baby.
1: So how do you guys feel though about like, and I guess you know, talking about Cam, do y'all see the the hate that he gets? I mean, do you think that. It, the, I'm not going to say that it's warranted because I, I don't think so at all, but I feel like that's kind of what's really been happening a lot lately in, in the community. It's just, you see a guy that's super successful, like him, right. Who runs promotes the hell out of stuff, kills giant deer every or giant elk every year, pulls a 90 pound bow back, which I respect. I mean, that's insane. And then you got guys bashing him on Instagram. I mean, I know social media is not, the best thing but do y'all think that's ever going to change do you think people are going to start going back and being like you know oh i really like this dude i respect what this dude's doing or is it just i mean i think
0: jesus christ had haters you know what i mean right. so it's just like like i don't think that's ever going to get easier for man but it's like i don't know people want to hate on every little thing and you're going to be mad at a guy who is going harder than you, obviously. And I don't know if that's an ego thing where he's making you feel bad about yourself or what that may be, but it's like, he's the dude that actually pressed go. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's doing his own thing where, I don't know, like he's doing it full time now. Meanwhile, the people that's hating is probably at a nine to five and they're going to go pick up McDonald's and a large fry on the way back to <laughs> yep. a house. On barely while typing a, <laughs> right, barely afford rent in, 100%. Dude, that that reminds
2: me of that uh, when Goggins, uh, he got on this podcast and Goggins doesn't do a ton of podcasts, but he got on one and he said, you'll never meet a hater he, in his voice. You'll never meet a hater mm-hmm. doing better than you. And I'm like, that's facts. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. if Cam's got ten thousands in his comments is like, man, that's ten thousands that are not doing as good as he is. I mean, man, imagine how bad your life has to suck to wake up and be like, I'm going to let someone know how I feel. And you don't even have a profile. Media. I don't even have a profile picture, and you don't even have your real name. It's like, man, you, you are a man. I hope you feel great about that performance, and I hope your chick doesn't see you typing that out to another right. guy on social media because she probably
0: leave you. <laughs> uh, so, it's I don't know, man. That's completely gets off out. topic, but you made me think of. Uh, do you know who Shane Gillis is? Oh, dude, oh, I love yeah. Shane. Dude. Where he's like, "Yeah, I got a bad problem about uh talking crap on my ex's boyfriends." Yeah, I, that made me think of it.
1: I th- yeah. I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. I've watched so much Shane stuff, dude. It's hard to remember all of it.
2: It's in beautiful dogs. Yeah. He's Like okay, like, yeah, He's yeah. like, women don't respect it. It makes me look like a b. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what he, I do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he, he said <laughs> like, I like it. it. he said
0: I like
1: it. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny, man. I don't think anyone's ever brought Shane up on this podcast. That's oh, dude he so <coughs>
0: oh man i'm my wife hates it but i'll just rewatch those like like uh, those comedy specials on netflix 24 oh, yeah. 7 like uh the best one before shane gillis's was joe rogan strange strange times mm-hmm. best thing ever but then shane dropped that one and i was like i think this takes the cake if you've never seen it dude you have to
1: oh yeah i think we i've watched it at least twice now my wife has seen it one <laughs> like his his donald trump impression is oh, on spot on the best I've, right, I've, baby I've, abu <laughs> 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 he died like a
2: dog i love it
1: i love it oh man do you guys i know this is a hunting podcast but i, I don't care um do y'all watch uh kill tony oh yeah sometimes yeah yeah,
2: yeah. they the the cedar or the heb arena they did is yes. uh that's about eight eight minutes from my house. Oh, really? Yeah. So I haven't been to Kill Tony, but I've been to the mothership several times. And uh, I really, I really enjoy comedy. Stand up's awesome to Dude, see in person, cool. too. It's even better
0: in person. Yeah. Didn't, uh... who made fun of Lauren that one time? No,
2: no, no. Yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe. We went to a uh, Joe Rogan and friends one time mm. at the Vulcan uh, back when it was there, when they were doing yeah. stuff there. And uh, Tony Hinchcliffe made fun of my wife. It was funny. Really? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, I was like Oh, I couldn't say it on here. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had something to do with genitals. I mean, it was Sounds
1: uh, yeah. cool. <laughs> like
0: oh god. It's yeah, it was like awesome that. though. Yeah. Comedy's awesome, man.
1: Oh, dude. So, did you guys see that new um, the episode from the H E B Center?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both of them are out now. Okay,
1: so yeah. we finished it last night, and we watched the Hans Kim and um, Rick Diaz. Rick Diaz. Yeah. Who do you think won? Did Rick Diaz Thank you. Him. Thank you, dude. We got in such an argument last night about it. It's yeah, I want to close, with Rick and she's like in Hans's or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Hans was trash, man. It was yeah. like nowhere near as good. Mm-mm. I just had to ask you, y'all brought it up, made me think of it. Um, mm. well, look, guys, man, look, I don't want to hold y'all for too long. Um, this has been fun, but before we finish this up, do a shameless plug. What's coming from Hunter's Advantage? What can we expect? I mean, what's what's coming down the pipeline? Are you getting Charles Betty back on? Are we going to see CJ? Where's where's the Rumpola buck? What's the story with that? I mean, what's happening? What's happening? Y'all drop videos all the time covering this stuff. What, yeah, what do if, you expect?
2: If you can pull Mitch Paul out of the woods somewhere in northern Michigan, we'd love to talk to him. Um, but no, we've, we've got a ton of stuff. We, we uh, re- recently started dropping the podcast on our main channel on YouTube. So it's on the Hunter's Advantage channel, the uh, video version of it. And, yeah, that, that's the main place on that or one of the podcast platforms, uh, mainly our YouTube channels. We're, we're putting out a ton of stuff right now. Wow. And uh, we got like seven hunts from this last fall that we're going to be producing this spring, and those will be out in the probably late summer, early fall. And those will be some pretty good videos. I mean, we killed quite a few bucks as a group this year. So, and a lot of, of several of those are on public. So those are going to be super cool videos. I'm excited three of them that.
0: are, but that's yeah. probably going to be condensed into videos, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so we got some cool videos coming. Uh, look out for the podcast. We're doing a ton of podcasts, bringing on a pretty good uh, pretty good
0: round of guests. So that's probably where I'd say to check us out on YouTube.
1: Awesome, man. Jake, you got anything?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he pretty much covered it, man. Uh, might might do something else with Charles Beatty for all the people that uh, love it and hate it. So who knows? Please.
1: Because if you don't I will and I don't know if I have it to do have a five hour podcast with him. <laughs> I dude, I could not let that dude stop talking. If if I said Charles tell me everything, I'd be here till probably midnight. And there'd still be more stories. He would
2: know? he would be he would be like when I was eight years old I love deer
1: and he'd start <laughs> there. He, and he would go
2: for he would go for five hours. I'm not kidding you. If you're oh, gonna call him if you're gonna call him you might as well get him on the podcast. That's how I view it. Gotcha.
1: Does he I know he did it with like um in person with you guys, but does he do zoom or anything like that? Or is he just, yeah,
2: doing? we've done, we, we did a zoom one with him Got too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a technologically challenged, but he'll definitely come on if you show him how. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'll see if I can't get that, get that to happen. Heck yeah, man. Well, awesome guys. I appreciate y'all coming on. Uh, definitely want to do this again, you know, especially if you guys drop some more controversial episodes. Um, of course. Definitely want to talk about it, but yeah, um, man. yeah, dude, I guess, uh, I guess till next time, boys.
2: Yeah, we appreciate you inviting us on, man. This was fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: No problem. Appreciate it, y'all. Cool. Thank you for listening to this episode of Southeastern Hunter Podcast. If you don't mind, go on Apple, go on Spotify, wherever you listen to this and give us a five-star review. It really helps out. And, you know, I just want to give all the glory and all the thanks to God. Without him, I wouldn't be able to do any of this we wouldn't be able to do anything without him. So just needed to throw that out there. Thank you again for listening, and don't forget to give us a review.